Welcome to Girl, Get a Real Job, a podcast series by Women of the Wick, a platform amplifying the visibility, voices and work of women, trans and non-binary creatives. I'm your host, Sara Karpanen, a multimedia artist, writer and the founder of Women of the Wick. Girl Get a Real Job is a space where we normalize money and business talk as artists and creative practitioners. To continue the conversation, please find us on social media at Women of the Wick and Girl Get a Real Job. Now, let's start talking about the real worth of our creative work. Welcome to Girl Get a Real Job podcast. I'm your host, Sara Garbanen, an artist and founder of Women of the Wick platform. Today, I am in the studio with Davina Raju Pillay, the co-founder at a creative-driven video production studio called Badlands. In this week's episode, we will talk about the highs and lows of freelancing, inclusivity and diversity in the creative industry and Davina's very exciting work journey to where she is today. How are you today, Davina? I'm fine, thank you, um, and very happy to be here. Thanks for the invite, Sarah. Of course, and yeah, please introduce yourself to our listeners. <laughs> sure, so um, yeah, I'm Davina. I am the co-founder of Badlands. I am the, my role is executive producer, and I'm also a cultural consultant as well. Amazing. <laughs> I'm super excited to have you here today. I had the privilege to listen to your talk um, and a bit of like a workshop a couple of weeks ago, thanks to the Elephant Room. And what really kind of um, struck me and I was found so incredible is your where you started from and the kind of, you know, obstacles perhaps that you've come through as well. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background and yeah, how did you end up doing the things that you are yeah, doing today? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was a great talk. Um, really enjoyed it. So thank you um, for being part of it as well. Yeah, so I um, I've had a yeah, I've been freelancing kind of back and forth between freelance and employed work over the last 15 years always within the creative industries. Um, I started off freelancing, really, at the beginning of my career. Mm. I um, went into running my own business, uh, then going back into employment, <laughs> um, then freelancing again, and then now starting starting Badlands again. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of been back and forth. Um, as things have changed in my life, really, like, you know, Some things worked out. I freelanced at the beginning to be able to actually sort of finance myself while mm. starting a business. Mm. Um, and I did that for three years. Uh, and then I, yeah, then I moved into employed work once that didn't work out as much. And, and yeah, kind of. Can I ask you, so how did you make that switch? I mean, if we've been freelancing for a while, sometimes um, we may have you know, not necessarily gaps in our CV, but it is not as coherent perhaps as it, you know, or had, did you have to kind of, well, how did you do that? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's been a lot of sort of, I guess, not reinventing, but mm. rethinking my direction at points of my career. And then I would, you know, look at my experience and work that into my CV in a way that would be relevant to the role that I was going to at the time. So mm. for example, I've always 
had you know pro- solid project management and production skills mm. and that's something that I feel like I've carried through in every role mm. whereas at the beginning of my career so actually I started off um, as a programmer for um, live music events mm. um, for exhibitions you know in art spaces across London and that was kind of more programming curating but again like those project management skills were there right um, I then went on to start a uh, visual arts and music festival called Mischief Events um, cool. with my best friends uh, three women running oh, this wow. business and that was for three years and then I moved into advertising and marketing and more communications uh, as a marketing role. Um, but yeah, again, like, you know, just honing in on what those skills, what those transferable skills are. But I think having that sort of creative and art- artistic and cultural knowledge is and has been very helpful in all of the roles that I've done because there's been always an element of curating or like mm. bringing in. Um, artists in, a, in some sort of environment that I'm doing, whether it's like, I know video producers, so I can get them to come in in my, in the role that I'm doing to create content, or um, like, for example, there's been live events where I've needed a graffiti artist, you yeah. know, and I had those those contacts, mm. I was able to bring those into the corporate world almost. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you should ever think what your knowledge is or what your, uh, you know what your what skills you've done before can't be useful going forward. That makes sense. And in those moments when you've kind of done the carry switch, so to say, yeah, have you had like, did you ask yourself like, what do I want to do next? Was that like a kind of conscious decision, or did you just kind of follow the intuition, or I don't know, something pulled you towards a different direction, or? Yeah, I think with the with mischief events and starting that off. That kind of happened, I fe- in a way I fell into it, but it also happened organically. Um, so I met my, my best friend and business partner at university and we were running these, um, these events together and you know they were going well. And then she, it was always a plan of hers um, and kind of her baby. And then well, she wanted to grow them into an actual you know, a festival and she mm-hmm. managed to, um, to get some land in, in West, West uh, Sussex actually Mm -hmm. and you know that kind of gave her the go ahead to be like right we can turn this into an actual you know boutique festival and that's when she asked me to come on board Um, so I think it's been a combination of the two things almost falling into some roles um, but then when we decided uh, I I suppose to part ways um, because we wanted to go in different directions Mm. I then took a step back and thought okay what do I want to go into next Um, you know and I think I I talked about this before when we when we last met but I could see in the live space in the live music space you know a lot more kind of brand sponsorship and experiential and I was like oh that's interesting Mm. you know I like this this kind of um, partnership between the creative the cultural the music element and sort of brand brand opportunities so that was when I thought okay I want to go into into more kind of marketing and why and when was then Badlands created? Yeah, so Badlands um, was created eight months ago. Wow, yeah. congratulations. Very, very new. Super. And this 
is again out of a, a life change, I suppose. I was working for an advertising agency last year and I was made redundant due to COVID-19. And I had to, or we, myself and my husband, had to kind of rethink our future plans. Um, and so my husband is a producer and director of film, mm. and he's been freelancing for a number of years now. Um, a power couple, yeah. one could call. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I suppose naturally just from conversations, we said, well, why don't we join forces? Wow. You know, I have, there's always been a, an element of video production in, in the marketing roles that I've done for advertising agencies. And so I have that knowledge base. I have the contacts within advertising. Um, so we said, yeah, let's do it. Let's start Badlands together. And that's how it was born. Amazing. Yeah, so we're both co-founders, myself and my husband. Cool, equal partners. Yeah. Um, and, and in that space, I mean, did you then just from one day to the next, you were like, okay, now we have the business. Now we have the business <laughs> set up. Did you then like start sending out emails of like, okay, this is what we do? Or was it more like social media based campaign or? Yeah, yeah. So the redundancy happened in May. I obviously took some time out. <laughs> well, I say <laughs> took some should. time out. I was doing, I was still doing talks around diversity and inclusion, which I know we're going to talk about in mm -hmm. a bit. Um, but I really needed of course, to kind of take a break, I suppose, but also think about what was next. So we decided in July that we were going to uh, set the company up. Um, I then put through the official, you know, um, paperwork with the company's house. Um, so was, we were officially um, registered as a company in July. Mm. And then we spent July and August planning. So we were like, okay, how are we going to set this up? What would be the next, you know, the steps to, to kind of launch this with the idea of September uh, launching and, and officially, I suppose, telling people that we've set up the company. And yeah, and that's what we did. So September we... Uh, we went out and uh, and really on on LinkedIn that that's my biggest platform when it comes to kind of really? professional yeah um, yeah professional networking mm. so I uh, yeah I, I put a post out in on LinkedIn we we do have our social channels set up um, which are which are <laughs> at we are Badlands okay, cool. <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter um, and. Yeah, I think with with social media, we are waiting to get our new work in that's in post production out, and then I'm gonna start populating the social media nice. channels with all those, with all the new stuff cool. that we've done as Badlands. So that's that's in working progress at the moment. That's so brave of you. <laughs> and again, congratulations. I Thank think that you. sounds brilliant. I mean, you just mentioned the diversity and inclusivity work as well that you're super passionate about and knowledgeable about as well. Yeah. What led you to do that work? So you've kind of, you've been a consultant as well. Yeah. So I was thinking about this on the way here, actually. Mm. And I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's like a particular thing that really led me to it. I almost feel like, um, the more I'm thinking about this actually recently I think I almost feel like it's just constantly at the front of my mind almost you know um, I suppose being a woman <laughs> being an Asian a South Asian woman you know um, you have to think about what you know living in inequality means mm. constantly mm. and 
um, you know, I'm not saying that I've had a, a terrible, terrible life, but there's definitely been, I think when I did the talk last time, I kind of pointed those out, those things out, you know, growing up throughout my whole life, there's points of inequalities that I've met, um, which naturally, you know, I think make me think about, uh, about diversity and inclusion. And then, and then what I can do about it, I suppose. What, what in my own ways can I help with the fight for equality? And when I was in uh, working in the arts and culture industry, I began working for arts venues, which are non-for-profit organizations. Mm. And, and a lot of their um, profit that they make goes back into their programming. Mm. So it was always like, this is, you know, this is something I want to be a part of. And, and a lot of that was helping young people and young artists in London. Um, and then when I moved into, well, even within Mischief Events and the festival, we we would put out a call out for young musicians to come and play. Mm. So we'd always have a space for, for that as well. And that was part of our programming. And then also trying to, um, to, to partner with local like schools as well mm-hmm. to get them to to come and participate and then within the marketing and advertising industry um there's a lot of talk around diversity and inclusion right. like from you know the moment i entered the industry um but the i felt that the conversation was predominantly around gender equality and rightly so mm-hmm. that was you know absolutely absolutely as it should be but I I noticed how there was no talk around really anything else not just race equality Mm. but and you know I feel like of course it's easier to talk about what you relate to Mm. but I do think it's also important to try not to navigate the conversation solely on just one area of D&I yeah. You know, we need and to be so aware included. of everything. I mean, you know, in these conversations, and if you talk uh, about pay gap, then you have to exactly. talk about the fact that also in ethnic minority groups, you know, yeah. black people, people of color have a way less, um, I mean, the pound equivalent to women, yeah. white women is, is again less. So, I mean, you know, it's just a, such a white conversation. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you short. No, 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 <laughs> absolutely. And I feel like, yeah, of course you can you can focus conversations where needed on on different areas of DNI, but I do wonder like sometimes how if we could come together, you know, how much more progress we could make, um, maybe. But uh, yeah, sorry, that was a very long-winded answer to yeah, your question, but yeah, I think that that's that's when I started to get more involved in what we call like within businesses or these kind of corporate companies um, are called employee resource groups or steering committees. Um, So I became part of the LBGTQI one, um, the women's one, (laughs) pretty much anyone I could. (laughs) And then, um, but at that time, so that would have been 2017, there really wasn't a race equality Mm. um, group. And I started to question why that was. And when I moved uh, agency actually in 2018, there was one that had just been set up in this new agency. So I was like, great, okay, joining that. <laughs> That's my uh, Yeah, so I did. And um, and then I became the co-chair of it. Mm, so it was, I began leading, um, leading the group actually and working very closely with 
different stakeholders in the business, um, but predominantly like the senior leadership mm. as well, which is obviously key in these conversations. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's I guess yeah. my journey within DNI, and and now with Badlands, I am all about being about what I'm saying, right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yep. You know, like doing the work and how that. F- how that comes through into my own business now mm. and how I can be actually, you know, policy and practice have DEI at, at the forefront of what, what we do as Badlands mm. as well. Mm. I mean, that's a very exciting position to be in when you are the one who can also, you know, when you... Um, employ maybe new people or have the conversations with your clients I mean bring this at the forefront exactly what you've been also doing as the chair and 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 etc so you can actually create change yeah and you brought a um, book with you that has a very exciting title yeah it's called why women are poorer than men and what we can do about it so what can we do about it have you read it yet and it's by annabelle williams and um i'm i'm not i'm still reading it Mm. but i think it's super super interesting because it talks about generally about women's um wealth overall and ownership and Mm. it's not necessarily just to do with the um you know the the gender pay gap which is a part of it but it's talking about also not to forget you know how we can really make institutional changes Mm -hmm. when it comes to ownership but also about how women um don't necessarily invest and 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 that's for a number of reasons and it's complex but uh it talks about how a lot of men invest in the stock market and so their wealth and their ownership is far greater and this actually has quite a huge impact on on in on gender equality inequality sorry um so yeah i think you know it says it's not that women wouldn't want to invest Mm. it's that the conversation is you know men have this conversation men talk about these kinds of things a lot more than women do um and there isn't uh, these there's not really a community of women talking about money or finance or yeah. investment as much as men yeah. and and this is actually something that we should work towards changing as well yeah i remember you saying that you found out at a company that you were working um for that that the men were earning different salaries for the same job that you were doing yeah it wasn't it was actually not just men but I did find out um that my peers so it was it was well this is this is quite an interesting uh, point actually because mm. I don't know the exact figure I know that they were on quite a significant amount more than I was in in a similar role and I'm sure that the guy was one more than yeah. Yeah, than, than the women, <laughs> you know. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, exactly. That would make sense. Um, but I think it was yeah that that point where it was quite an eye, uh, you know, an eye opener into just conversations about money and yeah. like being a woman and you know not uh, really being aware of what am I, you know, what is the amount that I should be on. Um, what um what should i be asking for in terms of rates as a freelancer 
and I'm much more open and I'm lucky enough to have a group of female friends that they're a mix of people that um of, of women that own businesses that are freelance mm. and um and that are employed so it's mm. great because we we all talk about like if I ever have a question and now I'm doing consultancy work mm. you know I can just I'll just ask them and Brilliant. you know and with within within our expertise or our knowledge of you know working um we can kind of help each other out there and I think that's so important it's so important because having support and even just someone saying that yes you can yeah yeah exactly I find that immensely powerful even someone saying yeah you should definitely be asking yeah. for that amount um these I these are so important these conversations and and if for younger people I think definitely try to get a mentor or someone that you can ask these questions for because 100% again like that's not something I did and I I I guess I I regret not doing that because it would have helped me navigate things a lot better maybe um you know but yeah I think having being open with within networks of women groups or communities about pay and about finance is so so key because yeah we we're only if we are talking about Mm. striving for equality Mm. then then we need to help each other out with with these things yeah another thing i think that you know i've often kind of self-censored myself to even enter into those conversations thinking well i'm not good at maths i don't understand numbers i was never taught that in school i mean i was taught maths (laughs) but i mean in my arts like degrees there was not a single lecture about even you know how to do your taxes to (laughs) like none of it how to price your work Mm -hmm. so then also then we enter into freelance world we we blindsided almost yeah yeah so but uh, yeah it's interesting because I wonder while you were thinking those thoughts I'm I mean I'm assuming here or presuming but maybe there was a guy that just went and asked that question yeah, or like found out true. that you know and you spent years <laughs> trying to get to that point and they probably just like yeah like yeah first day uh, already cool, did, like... you know and yeah exactly um it's so true it's interesting but but yeah it's it's we need to have more visibility on this kind of thing and i think still you know women are being you know asked to do things for free true and you know on on pro bono work and and don't get me wrong i don't want to i don't want to discourage uh women from taking some things you know because it's good for their career and it's good for their progression because i think that is the case and i've definitely done things for free before and that's absolutely fine um but again again like you know you you can put things into perspective, you know. Yeah. Who are who is it that's asking you for this? Yeah. Um. What you know is it a company? Is it a big brand? You know, you know. Think think about like how, uh, yeah. Who are those people are that are approaching? And when you? you have money, then you can choose whether you'd want to do something for free, but it doesn't have to come from that you know mentality of that I just have to do it for free because I couldn't get it. You no, know, people wouldn't pay me to do that because I think that mentality is damages your self-worth yeah yeah absolutely you have clear boundaries of like okay and it comes from that great place from actually i want to give something to someone my time or knowledge or whatever that is yeah absolutely and also 
once you do start putting, uh, you know, putting out there and, you know, I don't want to say knowing your worth because I don't think you can put money on worth, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, knowing what you should be charging for um, for your time and for you, for whatever it is that you're offering in your services, then you'll start rolling from there, you know? <laughs> you'll be like, right, okay, this works. <laughs> People will pay me for yeah. this. So now I know, yeah, I know where I stand and I know, you know, I know what to be charging for, for, for my work, so. 100%. Now, what is, like, if you could mention one thing that you're most proud of in your career? Yeah, this is an interesting question because um, I was thinking of, about when I started uh, running mischief events for, for for years, but I actually think it's been the past year. Yeah, I think that my proudest moment would have to be probably this past year of my career and starting Badlands mm. um, because I've really honed in, I think, on what my skills are in a leadership role right. and and also kind of pushing myself to do this uh this new um this new adventure but it's not been easy obviously mm. of course um and it, it and not especially not during um a pandemic to yeah. start a new business but i feel like it's things have kind of been working out really well but that's because I've been putting myself out there and I've been I've been connecting with people that I I Mm. wouldn't have done before and yeah and being able to kind of really passionately talk about uh, what I love and moving back into the creative space Mm. uh, which has been great so I would say yeah most proud of this past year I loved what you just said of putting yourself out there because I think often well I can just speak of myself obviously but I just let things land to me instead of like taking ownership of something that this is because you know we may fear of failing of like well what if I put myself out there and it doesn't work and you know and there on it goes you know of yeah. all these thoughts which actually actually it leads me to my next question <laughs> nice bridge um <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, in this era of, like, perfect Instagram feeds and and all that, we're quite um, afraid of talking about our failures. Could you share any of yours that you you perhaps have learned something from as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I want to call them failures. Um, I'm I'm saying that in in quotation marks. Just because I think uh, if you have you know if you have quotation mark failed yeah then at least you've tried you know and exactly. i think I there's think, like a great mandela quote on yeah, that yeah exactly and and also honestly all of those things that didn't work out have led me to to where i am but also that i've really learned a lot from them and like i would say you know for example mischief mischief events with my own company I was 25 years old wow. <laughs> um, you know we were three women that went into business together and it didn't work out and it was disappointing I would say but at the same time even though that was one of my biggest you know quote-unquote failures it was also the most invaluable experience mm-hmm. of my life because I had to learn everything on the job mm-hmm. and you know we had big stakeholders we were working with a huge budget that you know we didn't we didn't ha- we never had to work with before and yeah it didn't work out but 
I think, you know, it, it almost ran its course and was yeah. it made me ready for the next thing. So, yeah, I that, would say that. That makes sense. In Finland, we have a, a day of failure. Oh, do you? Yeah, we do. It's a national day. What is it called? Day of... Um, Epäonnistumisen <laughs> päivä. It's a mouthful. Not going to try it. Yeah, no. Um, but that is a day when often, especially I think celebrities, talk about their so-called failures. And like you said, yeah. I, I agree with you that actually those are often the moments when we, you know, they are like invaluable lessons that we learn from yeah. these places that we've actually tried. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that we... Um, Of course, in the moment, you know, it's going to seem absolutely crappy <laughs> uh, and you won't probably be able to have that um, perspective, you know, um, until later on or maybe it might be a few years down the line or months mm. or whatever it is. Mm. Um, but I think especially, yeah, especially in our industry of uh, of the creative industry of navigating, maybe being a freelancer, there's going to be so many things, you know, <laughs> like, especially if you're a freelancer, like, I think rejection is just one of those things that you have to kind of true. take, you know, like, or like build Very into true. and, and having resilience is so important. It's not always mm. easy, but I think it's so important in, in, especially being in, a free, being a freelancer or having your own business or, you know, having, making your own art or wherever yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot of ups and downs for sure. Would that be your advice to your younger self as well? Yeah, I think so. I think if you could look back and see, like, you know, say something to your, you know, your you yourself, Davina, early in her career. <laughs> yeah, I would say definitely get some support, you know, a community or a mentor or something. I didn't do that. Um But I learned that, you know, along the way and how invaluable that is learning from someone else's experience. Mm. They just know things that you just don't know at the yeah. time, at that moment in your life. And I still have a mentor and she's amazing. Um, yeah, that and also, yeah, maybe prepare yourself to take some hits along <laughs> the way and some maybe some rejection that, yeah, like you say in this in this world of social media we don't we don't see enough and I do try to talk about that often as well you know like mm. and try to talk about mental health and right. and I Super think that's important. really important being women but also you know talk, talking about mental health in the DNI space but also in um, in having your own thing and ownership you know looking after your mental space is mental health is very important to be you know, strong mm. in being able to then have resilience or then have, uh, you know, being able to take those those hits or those, like, failures, maybe. What about if you look into the future and you could see yourself in five years' time? What do you wish you would have accomplished by then? <laughs> well, I actually have a five-year plan. Do you? <laughs> yeah, we do. You don't have to share it if you don't want to, but maybe some glimpses. Or... Yeah, I won't go into it, but... Um, I think in five years' time we would have, we would be um, set up with a couple of employees as Badlands. That's the idea, and we would have produced, um, hopefully, a, a, a feature documentary. Amazing. That's the idea. Um, mm. That's where we, you know, aside from the brand work, we really want to go into and and be able to talk about underrepresented voices or personal stories. So. 
Yeah, hopefully that will be the case. Maybe we have no to meet in five years into But I think it's always lovely to think about it. You know, it's exciting and, you know, we always have to dream and have Yeah, definitely. Goals. Yeah, absolutely. I bet that you are right now, you know, you, you know, your younger self, you know, was hoping to be in the position you are today, whether that was five years ago or ten years ago. I'm sure there are elements of of you who you are today and what you you know the things that you are doing should be very proud of yeah definitely and like I've always I mean you know I think I've always had this want to be uh, a business owner and Mm. have my own I've always wanted to you know whether it's a platform for creative work or or you know, actually being a, being producing, you know, producing creative work myself. I think that's always been the goal. So yeah, I'm super happy that I've gone on this journey and it's ended me here with Badlands. And I'm excited to start getting it out there, you know, and connecting with new people and mm. different people as well. I'm excited <laughs> for you. Um, thank you so much for the interview. I'm really glad we had this chat. Is there anything else you would like to add that um, I didn't perhaps ask? Um, I guess, yeah, if you're, I don't know, if you're a woman, if you're a woman of colour, if you're a woman with, you know, uh, if you're less abled or and you're a filmmaker, then, yeah, get in touch. I'd love to hear from you and just, yeah, to have a chat. Where can we find you? What's the best place? <laughs> uh, you can find me um, if you go to www.wearebadlands.com. My contact details are on there. Perfect. Thank you so much, Davina. <laughs> Lovely to have you here. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank you. If you liked this episode, please review it or share it with a friend. To continue the conversation, please find us on social media at Women of the Week and Girl Get a Real Job. See you there.